everybody. Welcome to the People's Cup. I'm going to be your host again. My name is Ray Garza. And today I am joined here with a good friend of mine. His name is Juan Jimenez. Would you like to introduce yourself, man? How's it going, ladies and gents? Happy to be here. Sweet, man. Sweet. What You want to tell a little bit about how the COVID life's been treating you, how just pre-COVID life has been treating you, what your hobbies or anything you kind of want to say about yourself, man? COVID, I feel like everybody's had similar experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all been cooped up. In a certain extent, some jobless, others not. But I would say overall, it's been amazing. Yeah. And it's that's weird to say, but I mean, this is the most time that I've ever had uh, to myself. So I really appreciate that. And hopefully it's something that we only experience once, but kind of just taking it for what it is and, uh, you know, just recollecting the most that I can. Hasn't always been that way, but still enjoying all of the time. That's good, man. That's good. So I met Juan uh, about, I want to say about a couple of weeks ago, actually. I was, uh, I put on my Instagram store, hey, man, you know, I want to hang out. And this guy, he hit me up on, on Instagram and said, hey, man, pull up to the brewery. And so I went to the brewery randomly, never met the guy. I mean, we follow each other on Instagram, have some same mutual friends. And dude, it was a great conversation. You know, we kind of learned a lot of bit about each other. And I asked him to come onto the People's Cup. I think we have a lot of cool stuff to say about this topic. But as always, guys, on the People's Cup, we drink what the people want. This is my fault. I spaced out and asked him what he wanted to drink. So we had to choose between Dos Equis, Modelo, or Topo Chico Hard Seltzer, which I had never had. So we went with the Topo Chico Hard Seltzer, man. So that's what we're sipping on on this beautiful Friday afternoon. And what flavor do you got? I got the Tangy Lemon Lime. I got the Tropical Mango. The, the mango is a hit, man. Dude, it's actually delightful. Seltzers are like the, the new move. But then now that Topo Chico's making one, changes everything, man. I swear, no beer belly. <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome, dude. But like I said, the People's Cup is kind of going to dive in a little bit. This episode is going to be called The Psychedelic Experience. Hope you guys enjoy. And we're back. Hope you guys enjoyed that quick little beat that we had there. Um, also, I was, I want to say, how do I word this? I don't even know where the psychedelic conversation came up in our, in what we were talking about. I think we were talking just about, about life and somehow that got plugged in randomly. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'm trying to think about it now and I really don't know when it popped into the conversation, but I feel like psychedelics definitely have played a huge role in my life. Not so much now, but definitely helped me change how I see the world. Yeah. That's interesting. If you, if you don't mind telling the People's Cup, what psychedelic drugs have you tried? Um, I've tried acid. I've tried mushrooms. Uh, I tried DMT one time. I would say my favorite is probably acid. Okay. Um, at, at one point in time right now, I, I haven't really done them all too, too much. But I've definitely have dipped a toe in. Yeah. I think, I mean, including myself, you know, I've never had those experiences. I'm kind of just curious what... You know, on each three of those drugs you've listed, you know, how do they make you feel? Uh, I would start with, so mushrooms, that was my introduction. So mushrooms, I mean, pretty much from what I've heard and from what I've interpreted is that they're very feeling based. So basically uh, it's very, it's a very emotional experience. Yeah. And with like, for a certain point, I really enjoyed them. And then it just started, it all started to get very, very real. So I kind of stopped doing those for a little bit, microdosing here and there, but not, you know, doing the amount that you would do in order to have 
you know, a psychedelic experience. Yeah. So the people um, who don't understand what microdosing is, what is that? So basically it's taking a, a little amount. It could be anywhere from a 0.5 gram. So half a gram and any, any smaller dosages in that basically you don't really notice an effect, but it's still, there's still an effect to it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. So that was mushrooms. Okay. Now how did, how was, um, being on that DMT the one time you tried? Because I've heard, I heard about DM3 through Viceland and just one of the people know that I, I've known I've tried it. And I'm just curious, like they said, it's like after you do it, you completely see the world differently. And I'm kind of curious, like yeah, just yeah. the experience that people have with it. Definitely. So I wish I could say I had a similar experience to, you know, everything that you see out there on the internet. If you search, you know, you see people falling down, you know, screaming into the abyss, uh, really anything. But mine, it was, I, I went with uh, my very, very close friends at the time camping. And it, there was there was about five of us. We all did a little bit of it, but it wasn't enough for any of us to break through. But the feeling that it brought was insane. It was just like an instant. It, it, it's an instant thing. It's like you you smoke this vapor and it just instantly bodies you, you know, it's like you're in the middle of, let's say like an LSD trip or something like that. And that was mind blowing to me. And it only lasts maybe like 10, 15 minutes, but to feel like just, it, it felt like it, like, just like a, like a noise. When, okay. Like, you know, when there's just like static noise, it felt like that. And it was like when, when, I, whenever I would close my eyes, it was just kind of, everything would turn into sort of like a tunnel. But at the time I was scared shitless, you know, you, yeah, of you can't, you can't really prepare for that. And I, you know, I, I've had my, my experiences and stuff and I was like, okay, like, you know, let's just do it. But when it got down to it, I, I really could not just like push myself to get to that state in order to break through. But it's something that I'm definitely going to do again. And probably, hopefully, I mean, it's something that it comes to you, you know, so I'm open to it whenever. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine and she told me she tried DMT and I was just curious. I'm like, yo, how did that make you feel? You know? And, you know, in a very weird way, she said, Ray, to be completely honest with you, it is weird to tell you that I've experienced death. And I'm like, how, how did that make you feel? And she's like, I, I can't explain it. It's just the way like the trip was. And it just, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, man. It really is just being able to experience these things uh, prematurely. You know, um, there are natural substances that can be found in, in a lot of a lot of things. For instance, like the Buffalo Alvaria, a toad that its venom is uh, one of the purest forms of DMT. I don't really remember the, the exact name, but I don't know. It's here for a reason. It's here, yeah. it's here for a reason. It has to be. And it's been used for, for a very, very long time. Well, in the conversation we were having, you said it's been, it's being used or it currently is. I'm not sure if I'm messing this up, but you said it's some of it's being used in like rituals and like things like that in the world. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So there is a, there's different levels like ayahuasca and things like that. It's, um, it, it's not going to be, it's not DMT, but it's a journey, you know, it, it's a journey that people were doing back in the day, thousands of years ago in the Amazon there's traces found everywhere uh, with like these things that you needed in order to make this substance. 
and people were going on journeys. Like they were really, really going on journeys for, you know, 10, 15 hours at a time. Dang, man. That's, that sounds a little cool, crazy, but you know, definitely something that I think is interesting and gets to people's mind boggling. That's why I found the topic interesting. But now I'm curious why acid is your favorite one and how that made you feel. I feel like uh, acid is the the one that I have the most experience with. Oh, I see. I see. Um, and it just, uh, it separates you from reality, you know, not as much as I would say DMT, obviously, because DMT, you travel to another dimension, mm-hmm. go unconscious for maybe, you literally go unconscious for 10, 15 minutes and then you come back into. How long, how long does it feel? When you're high, I, I couldn't tell you, wait, you uh, like for DMT or anything. I mean like, well, I just, cause I've, I've heard that same girl who told me the story about DMT is she said like when I was high, I felt like I was high for like hours. Yeah. But real, but like in real time, I was just like asleep on the couch for like 15 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's how it is. I mean, you, you, it, when I tried it, when I tried DMT, it literally felt like I was taking my last breath. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. It's nuts. It's, it's, it's literally experiencing it prematurely, like death prematurely. And for a little bit there, I just felt like, like after that whole experience, I was just like, shit. I was like, I think this is something that I have to experience. Like when my time comes, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm just very fascinated with, uh, what's going on in the world. Cause us being alive, us being humans, that's like one interpretation of how we view the world. But at the same time, the world is so vast and, there has to be a lot of things going on that we don't know about. So that's why I enjoy psychedelics. That's why, you know, with acid, it's like seeing a different version of this world that we live in because we're all radiating with energy. You know, there are things that we don't see, but on psychedelics, like you can really tap into this different universe. Like you really, really can. And it's just like, it's you, it helps you view the world differently. It helps you view yourself differently. You know, just like, for instance, for me, I struggle a lot with like anxiety and just always being an anxious person and things like that. But with acid LSD, it helped me put myself in these situations where I wasn't necessarily comfortable, but at the same time, I don't know if this is a fucked up way of thinking, but I told myself like, if I could learn how to conquer it while I'm under the influence, then I can conquer it. While I'm sober. That's a cool way to look at it. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I've talked to people and they're just like, the reason why I do these drugs is because, you know, I kind of want to escape from reality, but your, your circumstances saying I want to do these drugs so I can face reality. In a sense. Yeah. I mean, my, my experience with it is, uh, psychedelics are only going to enhance what you're already feeling. Hmm. We, the, the, one of the presidential campaigns or, um, person who was running for the president this past year in the 2020 election. His name was Andrew Yang and he was out of New York. And this, this gentleman, you know, he was a little bit of the, um, not the odd side I would say, but he had a lot of out there ideas that I feel like people aren't really comfortable talking about just yet. Like, you know, the, the rapper and actor Childish Gambino, uh, you know, he endorsed him and, but anyways, we get to the point, Andrew Yang, he said that we can start, we should as a medical standpoint, start microdosing shrooms or mushrooms to people who who struggle with schizophrenia and a lot of other psych, like psychological issues, mental like psych issues that go on in the world. And when I first heard that, I was like, no, that's kind of kind of crazy, you know, like there's no way. But then 
talking to people like you and to more people who are really open about it, I'm like, maybe it does help, but I simply don't know. And I'm kind of like always curious to talk about this kind of conversation, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely think there are conversations that are, uh, meant to be had, you know, not everybody is going to, is going to deal with it the same, you know, people that have tendencies to have psychotic breaks and things like that. I mean, it could definitely take a, a very big toll on their mind. I've heard stories of people like going on trips and never being the same again. So, I mean, you definitely have to be cautious with these things, just like anything else. Yeah, that is. I knew this guy in high school and he, um, he tried, I believe it was acid or DMT. I'm not entirely sure. And, you know, I, I knew him before he went on that journey. And then after that journey, I'm like, dude, you're a completely different guy, man. Like, even like his like the most simple things, like even his taste in music was different and the way he like dressed was different. It was just, it was interesting. Yeah. That's insane. And I don't know if it was for the better or for the worse, but it was just interesting to see that after this drug, he, he was a different person. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. So did he change like, uh, would you say like more like positive or was it just like kind of, I wouldn't say it was more positive, but I wouldn't say he was like angrier or negative. He just, he just was different. I think it's like the better word. He just like looked at the world differently and then kind of threw us by surprise. Cause you know, we were these, you know, 16, 17 year old kids that were thought we had it all figured out when he was just like, there's just so much more that we're not tapping into. And hearing that as a 24 year old now, it's like, okay, I can agree. There's probably some, you know, different vast dimensions that we have no idea about. I could understand, not understand it, but I could see where people, why people are saying that. But as a 16, 17 year old kid, when someone's saying we haven't tapped into it yet, I'm like, bro, are you okay? Like, do, are you good? Because this, you never were, you weren't saying this before the drugs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, taking psychedelics at a very young age scares the shit out of me. To Why be is honest. that? Uh, just because I don't know where our, our minds are so fragile at that point, you know? You're saying as like a high schooler? Just as, as a high schooler. I mean, I've heard people that are like, I mean, this is not good at all, but like I've heard like 12, 14 year olds taking acid, yeah. you know? And that's just like, I don't know that that fucks me up. Cause I'm just like, it's a whole experience. It's anywhere from eight to 12 hours. And to be going through that at that age, yeah, I cannot imagine. But one of the things that I, that I do enjoy about psychedelics, LSE in general, is just that it, uh, it makes you like be a fucking kid again. Really? It really, really does. How dude. so? Just like it makes you like enjoy everything. It makes you, you can go out to a field and be fascinated by the grass, be fascinated by the leaves, be fascinated by flowers. Just look at the sky, you know, and like take a moment to disconnect from this constant like gridlock that we're in and just intake the true beauty of life. Yeah. I mean, that is true. I mean, I, I you know, I think just as normal adults and human beings, we, don't stop and acknowledge the beauty in this life. And it's it can be kind of crazy, you know, but something that I also am curious about, if you are obviously open to talking about it is, um, how was, cause you said you're very open with your parents about you taking drugs. Yeah. How, how was that conversation with, well, let me backtrack. Let me, let me reword that question. How was, you said your parents are very religious. How was that like, com yeah, how was that conversation between you and them? when he told them like, Hey, I tried psychedelics and kind of talk a little bit about the religious aspect, like the conversation we had that one day. Yeah. So basically, uh, I grew up in a Jehovah's witness household. It were like first generation immigrants. 
And basically, like, I was born into this religion. So from the age of me being born until I was, like, 17, it was, like, parents say you do type situation. And, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses, they, they're very, very close-minded people. They just follow, like, what they're told by God. And, and that's a beautiful thing. Like, I'm not knocking on anybody's hustle to each their own, yeah. you know. But I always knew that wasn't meant for me. And, like... The thing with me is I'm not going to do anything half-ass. Yeah. So I can't be there and then like have another life like outside of the church. So I left and there was a lot of pressure. I mean, there still is a lot of pressure and I'm 25 now and I don't even live with my parents. I own my own house. Like I do my own thing, but like still my mom doesn't know about like some of my tattoos and stuff like that just cause I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like I don't want to let them down or like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I feel like I never got a chance to be like who I was or like be open with them. So like now that I'm like an adult to say, like, I feel like I just want to have an open relationship with them. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that in my life that like led up to the point of me being like, this is what I've done. And like, this is what I do. But at the same time, it felt very liberating. My mom really didn't know what it was. Yeah. But I told her my experience, uh, one of my experiences and I actually, took two tabs of LSD this time. Okay. And it was, it's fucking weird talking about it, dude, but it's like a very real thing that happened. And basically my experience that time, it was me and like uh, one of my best friends, but basically like we both did the same amount. And my experience was whenever Jesus was getting stoned to death and like I grew up with, I'm Hispanic. So I grew up with the Bible in Spanish. Yeah. I uh, never heard it in English, nothing like that. But when I had this experience. When you were on LSD. When I was on LSD. I, it was like I was seeing Jesus getting stoned to death and like him like going through these hardships. And the Bible was being read in fucking English. And you never heard it in English before. Never heard it in English. dude. And it blew my mind. And that's what I told my mom. And uh, again, she didn't know what. what LSD was acid, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So she did some research and she was like, oh yeah, it's like a, it's like a psychedelic. It's, it makes you hallucinate. And the way that I broke it down to her is basically like, she just, I don't know. She, she found it like kind of hard to believe, but at the same time, basically like Jehovah's Witnesses, they have a governing body. Okay. So those are like the top of the top, you know, it's kind of like an oval office type deal and they get like direct like connection from God. And I told her, I was like, so they're basically like hallucinating. Yeah. So it's like, we're doing the same goddamn thing. Not the same thing, obviously, but like, that's kind of how I broke it down to her. She still like has a lot of question marks about it. Uh, just cause I mean, it's a totally different world for her than like what she knows. I mean, she, she probably never imagined like my life being like this, you know? Uh, she always tells me, she's like, everything we told you not to do, you do. <laughs> It's interesting, man, because, you know, and it, it's, it's hard to say because like I'm like even for like marijuana, I'm such a huge advocate for marijuana and I'm, I'm happy that it's finally legalized here in New Mexico with other states following, you know, Colorado's lead. But like it's crazy that people are like, it didn't say it in the Bible, you know, or it didn't say it's not natural. And I'm like, but it is, though, you know, it's it's crazy to think that like if if I was a parent and I told my kid, like, hey, don't do psychedelics. And, but I was going to like a governing body and I was being told to by God information that I need to be taught. I guess, yeah, in a way, you know, that is kind of the same thing. 
hallucinating. If you, I mean, it's not the same thing, but like you said, it's the same thing. And I think that's very, I think it's curious and interesting, man. I don't know. It's just, I've, I watch Viceland a lot or Vice, whatever you want to call the show. And they did this, this guy, he's an interviewer like me, but he actually does the drugs and is strictly on psychedelics. It's a show on psychedelics. And he goes to this guy's house in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And they do, I want to say it's PCP. It was either PCP or DMT. One of the two. He does it. And it's his old man. He's an artist. He says he, he paints and he does all of his art while he's on this drug. But then he also started talking to this guy about how the smartest creatures on the planet are dolphins. Yeah. And he was like, what? What are you talking about? Sea dollars. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, I was in the ocean one time on these, on these drugs. And he said, the dolphins came in, like spoke to me and they told them their secret. And then the guy was like, he was like, he was obviously not as high as the other guy, but he was like trying to stay a follow along. And he was like, the way dolphins communicate with each other is they go to, what do they call the seashells or what? the sea dollars, uh, dollars of the sea. Yeah. They go up to the, they go up to the sea dollars and give their information. And then the other dolphin swims away and the new dolphin comes in and gets new information from that sea dollar, but gives the information they have. And so the sea dollar is kind of like the currency of like the point of topic where everyone's just learning new stuff. And this guy sitting here at the interview, he was like, and, and the guy, the guy who was actually explaining the story about the dolphin, he's like, you, you know what I mean, right? You have to know what I mean. And he's like, I promise you, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And it's crazy. And then like, I looked this guy up on Instagram and Twitter, you know, even his art just in general. And he's like this world renowned artist. And he says he's never done one painting that he has, you know, painted sober. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. And that guy actually recently died. Oh, he did? Which is a crazy thing. But uh, yeah, for anybody listening, honestly, Hamilton's Pharmacopia on Vice, one of the best shows out there that, um, you know, breaks down psychedelics, where they originated from, who does them, ceremonial practices, just in in like such a correct form. Because I feel like there are some psychedelics, there are some drugs that you need to uh, do in a ceremonial form, you know, with people who have been doing it forever passed down by generations and generations, you know, because it's a beautiful thing and we really can't take away the spiritual meaning behind that. And that's what you were saying like the other day with, with uh, peyote or peyote. Am I, am I pronouncing it wrong? Yeah. Peyote. And so that's used in the native American, you said tradition cultures, right? That's yes, what you said. And it's, I guess it's a psychedelic you said in this. Yeah. It's a, it's a psychedelic, um, lasts a very long time as well. I think it's anywhere from like seven to seven to 12 hours. Uh, but it's basically, it's just, it's a cactus and you can eat it raw. Um, you could make it in a tea, but yeah, there, there are different ways of consuming that. That's, that's crazy, yeah. man. That's crazy. There's all this crazy stuff in the world and you have no idea. Like <laughs> I always, I always ask people, I'm like, can you imagine the guy who first found out about these magic mushrooms or shrooms? He was probably just trying to just eat some damn mushrooms. And then he took them and he was like fucking high as shit, you know? And it's crazy. Yeah, I, I can't, I really can't comprehend like the first person who, you know, stumbled across the empty. And it's like that, and like the, the venom of the frog you said, or who know this, this cactus had this form of drug. It's like, who figured this out and was like, holy shit, this is, this is not like natural in a way. Definitely. And, you know, obviously like I am, uh, I'm, a, I'm learning, you know, there, there's a lot more things that I would obviously like love to know. But I mean, this is, this is what I know and this is my interpretation of it. But I think 
everybody should try it, you know, but it's, it's something that you don't rush. It's something that comes to you as corny as that sounds, but it, it really, really does come to you. Interesting, man. That's very interesting. So, and I guess the, the next and final question that I have for you is, you know, after doing these psychedelic drugs, what is, what's the next one you want to try or what's something new that you were interested in? I really want to do DMT again. Yeah. And um, actually break through, like you said, I want to break through. I, I want to tap into what's going on in the universe, man. It's, I don't know. I know all of this can't just be a huge coincidence. It really, really cannot. And if it is, then fuck me. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I'm a believer in that, it, that it's not. And uh, I just want to discover, you know, because I love learning. And if it's going to make me see things differently, then I'm all for that. You know, just disconnecting ourselves from who we are and like our egos and all of that shit. Stuff that really doesn't matter. You know, just breaking down life and just simplifying it. Well, that's cool, man. I think that's a a good a good place, man. I, I wish, I hope you the best. Stay safe in this journey of yours. Um, and anyone who's listening is curious about that too. You know, obviously, stay safe and kind of like Juan said, I guess, let it come to you. Uh, the People's Cup is not endorsing this by any way. It's just a conversation that we had between my buddy Juan and I, um, and it's it was cool. Yeah, definitely. To each their own. It's nothing that you rush. If it's your time, it'll be there. If not, then just wait it out. But, you know, definitely the only thing that I can recommend is if somebody is going to do it is uh, do it with people you trust, you know, um, your close homies, people that, uh, yeah, you can just trust wholeheartedly. Cool, man. Well, Juan, thanks for being on the People's Cup, man. I really appreciate it. I know we were supposed to do it last night, but... We got really intoxicated at a, at a bar that we weren't supposed to. <laughs> so thanks for coming over, man. Thanks for talking. Thanks for sharing your guys or your experience and your, um, what you think about it. And, you know, we appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Hope, hopefully uh, the next time we talk, I can tell you how DMT went. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely do another episode and just another conversation between you and me. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, thank you for being on the People's Cup. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts or statements you want to say or anything? You don't have to if you don't want to. I just want to say... I appreciate you guys listening and uh, yeah, that's about it. That's good, man. Everybody take care, take care of themselves, try to slow it down, try to be present in in life and uh, just enjoy life. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Yeah. And as always, guys, I want to remind you to just continue to be safe. You know, you know, just with this whole COVID thing, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Things are getting better and um, just continue to have conversation with people. Be present. Like Juan said, the conversation we had not too long ago, about a, about a week ago at a brewery is that, you know, too many people are tapped into their phones and don't just sit there and have a conversation with one another. So I really encourage that. Go get a beer, coffee, drink, food with just someone you don't know or you do know and just sit down and chat. Enjoy each other's presence because before we know it, man, we might be gone. So, but I love you guys. Thank you for listening to People's Cup. Thank you for continuing to support the People's Cup. And as always, stay safe, my friends. Cheers. Peace out.